Welcome to the Great Discussion with Cody Crott. I'm Cody Crott. Congratulations on being in on the ground floor of this podcast, and I hope you join us for many more to come. Today I had my brother come on and we're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This isn't a sports podcast, but was still a great discussion to be had. But before we get to that, let's pay the bills. Boys, you ever want to see a hot bot on Twitch.television? Look elsewhere. This guy talks drama and slugs his friends to play Toontown. Go to twitch.tv forward slash the Nate K TV for sexy gameplay and even sexier hats. Don't forget to use your Twitch Prime. Once again, go to twitch.tv forward slash the Nate K TV. Hold up with nowhere to go and nothing to do? Really wish you and a group of friends could be playing the card game Uno right now? Well, simply go to realcoolhippo.com where you and four other friends can play an easier, more fun version of the card game. Just create a new game, give your friends the game ID, and they can join the game from anywhere as long as they have an internet or data connection. Once again, visit realcoolhippo.com. All right, so now that we got that out of the way, let's call my brother up and talk some Packers. Hopefully you enjoy the discussion as much as we did, even though you're not a Packers fan or a sports fan for that matter. Still a very good discussion. So thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy it. How's it going? It's going pretty spanking good, Cody. How how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. So you ready? We, uh, to yeah, ahead. we vibing today, dude. We vibing today. I, I think we got uh, a great topic for today. This is exciting. Um, something that I really haven't considered or thought about. What are we What are we doing today? All right. So being that we have been Packer fans our entire life, I figured mm-hmm. we can both get a list of our top 10 favorite Packers of our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hyped, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I feel like I feel like there's definitely, I, I know it's an opinion piece, but I'm, I'm looking forward to argue with you. So I think we need to come up with a couple rules here. So the first rule, obviously, I just said, it has to be a Packer that has been a Packer during your lifetime. Okay. So basically mid-90s till now. But another rule, I think just to prevent it from being like 10 Packers that are currently playing, or Aaron Rodgers for that matter, um, make it a little bit tougher. They can't be on the roster right now. All right. All right. I think I, I think I can manage that. I might have to rearrange my list a little bit, but I, I think I can make some adjustments, some, uh, some last-minute free agent sign-ins. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, so I figured we started at 10. You can go first, and then I'll go. Um, but before we get started, I have my list in front of me. I just want to say to the people listening, I was six years old when the Packers won the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And then obviously I was uh, um, still a young lad when they played the the Broncos in the Super Bowl the, the year after. Um, but I don't have memories of those teams. So obviously Leroy Butler, Reggie White, Mark Chimura, um, Sterling Sharp, I know it wasn't on the, the team, but he was earlier in the 90s. Robert Brooks, 
all those guys in the 90s that were really good and are some of my favorite Packers of all time, just retroactively, because I went back and watched them and heard stories, you know. They're not mm-hmm. on my list because I don't have any memory of them playing. And I assume yours is the same. Yeah, I got a, I kind of got a little similar. So I'm, I'm three years younger than you. Um, I do have some honorable mentions. So I think maybe afterwards, since my honorable mentions sort of spoil part of my top 10 list. Uh, but I can certainly say I had an honorable mention of Sterling Sharp, but I would agree with you that he was before my time. So, but I have another honorable mention that I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to share with you. So, oh, I, um, have, I have some honorable mentions as well that we could talk about at the end. All right. So I'm jumping in. Am I doing at number 10 here? Yeah, go ahead. Give me your number 10. Oh, what? We got at number 10. We got, we got Mr. Goodwill himself, the, the pretty boy. We got those shiny whites. I got my boy, Donald Driver. With protection wide open is Donald Driver. And he pitches it all, gets away, and is into the end zone. A touchdown for Driver. Oh, why you got him at ten? Uh, I I feel like it was. He probably deserves to be a lot higher on my list. He's probably uh, my favorite wide receiver for the Packers uh, for most of my life. It's always been a pleasure watching him play. Happy even through injury, he was able to get that Super Bowl ring. Um, and of course, just being a Wisconsinite, a lot of the charitable work that he has done for our state and, and represent, you know, the Packers as an organization. I feel like he definitely probably deserves to be higher, but, uh, I, I just, you know, personally, you know, I, I think there's, there's better picks, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like, uh, he's, he's a good, you know, I feel like he, he deserves to be there at top 10, but I don't know if he deserves to be any higher. Well, but he's probably like the best player, one of the best players on my list. I have him on my list, so I'll go through my whole spiel when I get to him on my list. The only thing I'll say about him now is uh, it was very bittersweet uh, seeing him have to sit the second half of the Super Bowl on the bench with like a, with like a brace on his ankle because he had like sprained his ankle in the first half. And uh, it was kind of all that... That Super Bowl was for him. Like, there was two guys that were in that Super Bowl that that Super Bowl was for. It was Charles Woodson and Donald Driver. Like, yeah, we were, I agree. We were there for them. They were going to get their, they're finally going to get their Super Bowl that they've played their whole career for. And they both had to sit out the second half. It was just very sad to watch. Who's your number 10? My number 10 is Clay Matthews the third. Oh, okay. Tell me why. Favre taking over from the 43 as Peterson runs left. Tied up and they took the ball out of his hands and it'll be a touchdown for Clay Matthews, the rookie. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you a tweet that's coming straight from Clay Matthews. To provide context for this tweet, this was right after he was released by the Rams this year and kind of gave himself a little pitch to come back to Green Bay. Here's the tweet. Quote, 81 and a half sacks, 91 and a half career Packers all-time sack leader, 11 sacks in 15 playoff games. Packers all-time playoff sack leader, Super Bowl champion, NFC Defensive Player of the Year, six-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro, two years at inside linebacker, and in those two years, two Pro Bowls, one All-Pro, dot, 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 running out of characters, end quote. Dang, what a resume. 
and I'll just leave it there. A lot of people, I almost didn't have him on this list. Like, that's why he's at 10. Because he was kind of disconnected towards the end of his tenure. Like, I don't know for whatever reason, I didn't like him. And it's weird how you're your opinion of a guy is always based on how much money he's making, if that makes any sense. So he's making, yeah. he's taking up $16 million of the cap and he's only playing eight games a year. And in those eight games, he's not really playing like he used to. Like it kind of made me not like him towards the end there. But when you go back and look at his whole career as a Packer, no one's had that type of career in my lifetime you know reggie white but reggie white was an eagle before that and he played in the uslfl before that so um, yeah what i what i can say is i didn't have clay matthews on my top 10 i did even have him in an honorable mention but i did have him in honorable head and shoulders um <laughs> just just a beautiful like you know I, I don't know a main a lion's main right just extreme courage uh, the one thing that you mentioned, though, that I did want to highlight is I think people underestimate and they don't give enough credit to those posts, you know, those playoff stats, right? I think that's the reason people kind of give Tom Brady the GOAT title, right? It's just the phenomenal performance in the playoffs year after year. And I, I think those numbers that you spit off, like it was like how many how many sacks in the playoffs, something like 13, 14, 15. Uh, that's pretty incredible, especially with this tenure and with the Packers. And one last thing. I hate Colin Kaepernick, but it's not – for what you, people listen and think it is, I have nightmares of Clay Matthews unable to read the read option and Colin Kaepernick just running for 200 yards in that playoff. I don't even know what year it was, but I have nightmares of Clay Matthews trying to chase Colin Kaepernick. Amazing. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to my number nine. Uh, my number eight and my my number nine and my number eight are very similar. So you'll kind of read and you'll listen to what I say for number nine. And you're, you're probably going to make some assumptions. And you can guess who my number eight is, but number nine, I got a big man. I got the fat man. I got Mr. Mr. McDonald, big Mac himself, Eddie Lacy. This run of the year. Got to throw it on early downs against these eight man fronts. Lacy into the precinct and take it into the secondary. On the run, Eddie Lacy. Chased by Jennings inside the five. First and goal to one. What a run by Eddie Lacy. Short, short career, uh, and he made the list. I'm curious to hear your reasons behind that. You're going to realize that a lot of guys on my list are have short careers. <laughs> um, and, so here's the thing, right? I, I am more gravitated towards, like, I, I would be happy with, like, just, like, a single season that's really captivated me deserves to be on the list or any you know short career wise because those are the exciting things to watch and that's what really got me excited to watch even like the short stint like you know after ryan grant was injured and we thought ryan grant was amazing ryan grant was amazing okay he was good right and then he got injured we went to the playoffs and then we saw the young james starks try to take over and that try to put ryan grant that's how I ended his career. And the James Starks really ended up being nothing. But those three or four games in the playoffs, James Starks was awesome and we were happy to have him, right? Eddie, Eddie Lacy tried to like freed us of not having a running back. And it was hilarious because I thought having a 250 pound running back just like smacking through and actually being able to like gain yards was amazing to watch after not really having that for a while with the Packers. So yeah, 
I like I like the big man. I like the I like the the, the Mac Daddy making his way at number nine. And so I guess uh, I can do my number nine now as well. I have me with it. the fastest Packer of all time, Sam Shields. Ooh, yeah, he definitely deserves to be on this list. Sam Shields is uh, has saved us countless of times. I know that's that's in my whole spiel. So he was an undrafted rookie. Uh, he was a rookie the year they won the Super Bowl. They actually, people don't remember this, they cut Al Harris because of how good Sam Shields was. Al Harris started the season on the on the physically unable to perform list. I was like, oh, it's all right. He's coming back in, on, on week six. Week six got here. They either had to put him on the active roster or cut him. And they're like, oh, we got this other kid. We don't need Al Harris anymore. And for people who weren't Packer fans, like Al Harris was the shit for like five or six seasons. I don't have him on either of my lists, but honestly, shout out to Al Harris and Tremont Williams. Right. I probably overlooked both of them, but they probably they're they're up there. I would say both Tremont Williams or Al Harris are about equal in my eyes. As right. far as like how much I enjoyed watching them and what they did for the Packers, it's the same for me. Like I felt bad for leaving Tremont Williams off on this list. I mean, he's not on the roster right now, but I kind of feel like he still is. So like in my mind, uh, that was my out. Like, oh, he's still on the roster. I can't pick him. But with the whole Sam Shields thing, he always had these key interceptions his whole career. The opposing team. How many times has this happened, where Rodgers drives down the field? He takes the he takes the lead, and then our shoddy defense lets the other team march right down the field, score, we lose the game. How many times has that happened in Aaron Rodgers' career? You think like 15, 20? Yeah, I don't try to keep count. Yep. <laughs> but anyways, in comes this Sam Shields kid. So Rodgers scores, drives our team down, we take the lead. The defense is marching right down the field again. I'm like, oh, here we go again. And then all of a sudden, boom. Sam Shields interception, game's over. Under a minute to go, fourth and four. Haney over the middle, picked off by Shields. And Shields takes it the other way. The Green Bay Packers are going to ride to the Super Bowl on that. I may be remembering that a little bit differently. But I feel like he always had those key interceptions. It definitely, it's one of those things where you remember the good things more than you remember. Like, right? You remember the really, really bad times. You remember the really, really good times. So it definitely feels like Sam Shield had a lot more game winning interceptions in the game than maybe we realize. But yeah, it always, it seems like it was happening every single game for a long time. And I'm sure that's not cr- true, but it's kind of like in your memory. Definitely, definitely Sam Shields deserves to be there. Yeah, he probably only had like two like game ceiling interceptions, but it felt like 15. All right, should I hit with my number eight? Go for it. All right, I got another big man. Big man coming at you. Uh, and just an impressive, impressive athlete, right? He played both sides. He played defense. He played offense. He did it all. He ran the ball. He tackled the ball. He did it. We got our boy, B.J. Raji at number eight. That's uh, that's funny because I have uh, B.J. Raji at number eight as well. Yeah, yeah, just uh, definitely another big man, a big Mac daddy himself. Uh, just exciting to watch. Definitely was a lot of character. Um, had a lot of camera time when he was playing for the Packers. I felt like the 
a lot of interviews, a lot of camera, just just shining, kind of similar to Donald Driver, always smiling. What a great player to watch. Well, you called Eddie Lacy the fridge. They called BJ Raji the freezer. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you can't have one without the other. Nine and eight. And uh, so that big man pick six against the Bears in the uh, NFC Championship game was probably my favorite moment. I'm guessing that's your favorite BJ Raji moment as well. Under the direction of Caleb Haney. On third down and five, pressure. Pass is picked off. And who is it? Big B.J. Raji for the touchdown. I kind of forgot that happened. I remember there was definitely a couple of, like, you know, inches and goal line attempts with B.J. Raji where we powered it in with him. I think there's that always shows up in any of, like, the big man montages that you see with NFL players. He tried to Leon let that thing too. Like he wasn't in the end zone, but he was holding the ball out. And then like he already had crossed the goal line, but the ball got knocked out of his hand by the guy trying to tackle him. I was like, you son of a... Should, that, should, have been high that, step, should have been high stepping, man. Don't be high stepping. And then his, uh, his, you remember his celebration dance at the end? They called the Raji. It actually got in an Aaron Rodgers commercial. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I don't think I remember it. I'd have to look it up. Well, Mr. Raji, we could save you hundreds by doing a discount double check. Not you too, Raji. You're on my team. You know that's my move. A discount double check? No, that's my touchdown dance, man. Here we go again. Sir, you're not even doing it right. Raji, drop it. Show me what you got, what you got, Raji. What is this? Come on now. You said you were a dancer. Where are you going, buddy? Come on back. You could save big. Discount double check. Discount double check now! It's... it's it's a State Farm commercial. I mean, it's a podcast, so it's I can't show you or anyone listening. But <laughs> basically, the cel- the TD celebration he did in that game after that touchdown, uh, he does in the State Farm commercial. Cool story. Absolutely amazing. So your number eight was also BJ. So do I go to my number seven? Yeah, I mean, the other thing I want to talk about, the whole thing, the whole reason he, uh, BJ Raji is number eight is that big man pick six. I had nothing else planned to say. So yeah, go to number seven. Okay. At number seven, I have Mr. Tiptoe. I have, I have, you know, the, the tiptoe God, the, un, what is it? The sneaky quick, the sneaky fast. Deceptive speed. Deceptively what? athletic. White right? boy uh, that this, can run. We got Jordy Nelson. Leading two for the first. Roger has Nelson in stride. And Jordy Nelson takes off to the 10, to the 5, reaches out for the pylon, and it's a touchdown, Green Bay. See, I just knew who you were talking about just based on all. You're giving better introductions to these players, by the way. I guess I didn't plan as well. I did it. Okay, here. I didn't plan at all, okay? <laughs> you just got to hype them up, man. You got to hype them up. You got to sell your pick. Jordy Nelson, I don't necessarily have any specific play or game in mind, but just the consistency of between like Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson is beautiful. And I think Jordy Nelson, is he retired? I don't know. He's off there doing something, but he's working I, on I don't farm. think there's... There's, there is not uh, any other dynamic duel that I have seen in the NFL as fun to watch as Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Nelson. And it hurts to watch the Packers right now because that is what's missing. There is definitely no cohesion as strong as that. So once you have that, you're like, okay, why, why can we, you know, let's get back to that. What can we do? Let's find a replacement. So 
but Joey Nelson, number seven. So he's further down on my list. I can get more into it when uh, when it's my pick. The only thing I'll say now is that play, I don't know how many times they succeeded, but like you said, the Aaron Rodgers-Jordy Nelson connection was amazing. I don't know if it was because he was white and he was underestimated, but the play I want to talk about is Jordy Nelson would just go deep. He would beat the cornerback every time. The, the free safety would be coming over to help out, but Rodgers would dump the ball in before the free safety got there. So Nelson catches the ball before the free safety gets there. He makes one cut. The free safety has a terrible angle now, and then it's just off to the races. There's no one in between Nelson and the end zone. I don't know how many times they did that, probably 15 or 20, but it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So fast, so fast. So who's who's your number seven? Well, another man that does it all, played special teams, basically was in any big moment you needed a yard. John Hoon. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. What a what an amazing. I remember the first time John Kuhn played for us. I was I didn't really realize who he was. Was it a steal? You know, didn't watch Steelers games and being very concerned while the fans were booing the Packers as they were gaining yards. Um, and I didn't realize that the boos were actually coons. Definitely, definitely learn to, to enjoy the chant. Uh, really awesome to see a fullback strive and, and be relevant in the NFL as late as he was like he was probably the last fullback that we'll ever see right i don't i'm trying to think of a fullback now and i and i can't think of one so oh um, he's the he's the one reason i still have like two fullbacks on my roster in my madden franchise yeah like, there's, there's a purpose for it yeah there's a roster spot it's gonna be interesting if we ever see innovation in football to the point that you would need a fullback but as quick as the game is now oh Matt, i don't know we're gonna have fullbacks Okay, but we're seeing. I think that's yeah, that's a wise decision. I think Matt Lafleur is a genius if he gets a fullback. The game's going away from fullbacks. Matt Lafleur is gonna be the guy that has like five fullbacks on his roster. Is what I'm saying. Innovation, innovation, right? But the, All right. It's funny. I just want to say one thing. It's funny how you said you didn't understand that uh, they were saying coon when you thought they were booing. A story about that. So did Mike McCarthy. So the story goes, Aaron Rodgers told it. I don't remember it completely. So let me paraphrase him. The way Aaron Rodgers told the story was they ran it on like third and short. And they, and, and they, I don't remember exactly, but they like, they got it. And then they scored quickly after that. And then Aaron Rodgers jogging off the field. And Mike McCarthy is like, I don't know why the fans are booing me. Like, what the hell? And Rodgers didn't have the heart to tell him they're not booing. They're just saying coon. But McCarthy <laughs> actually figured it out eventually, I would hope. That's pretty funny. Just a side bit. I, while I was kind of looking at players and coming up with my list, I ended up falling into some Mike McCarthy stories. So I'll, I'll, I think this is a good spot to talk to about one. This was a, a few years back. Um, this is when, like, Will Blackman and a group of those guys, Charles Woodson, were on the team. And... And Donald Driver was still playing where they had a, probably a, a stint of three or four road games that they had lost. And apparently each addition, you know, each time they would book a new hotel, it got like worse and worse and worse. 
And it was leaked years later that Mike McCarthy was like, you guys want to stay in a good hotel? Then you need to win a damn game. <laughs> um, and there was like Brady Papinga that made a comment saying like, I just assumed like the Motel 6 that we were in in Jacksonville was the best hotel in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I'm moving to numbers to six, right? Right. All right. So at number six, I have a tight end. Okay. You're, all right. Are you speculating? That tight end. His name is not Jermichael Finley. This tight end's name... It's definitely not Jimmy Graham. I know that. No, no, it's not Jimmy Graham. This tight end's name is Brandon Bostick. You son of... I'm going to end this podcast right now. What what reason could you possibly have him at number six? Okay, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it to you, right? I'm going to read it to you. Here you go. 2013. A young 24, Brandon. Number 86, right? He played 11 games. Got targeted 14 times. You know how many he caught? Probably two. Seven, right? That's not that man's hand. Hey, that's good for a tight end, right? So yards, you know, yards per catch, right? Was at 120, okay? That man is efficient. The hands, right? That guy was catching half the balls that came at him, right? He was on special teams. I mean... If you look at the statistics, he caught half of them. I mean, the other half that he he did it catch, I would kind of sucked. But half of them that he caught were pretty good, don't you think? My only memory of Brandon Bostic playing as the Packers is not a good one. And people who are interested and do, have no idea what I'm talking about, just Google it. He's the reason, <laughs> he's the reason Aaron Rodgers doesn't have another Super Bowl ring, by the way. All right, all right, I'm sorry. My number six was sort of a meme pick. What's Who's your number six? My number six, oddly enough, we're on the same wavelength. My number six is a meme pick as well, uh, Jay Cutler. Ooh, just, interesting, interesting. I obviously did, never played for the Packers, just like if you had to rank, he's not actually my number six pick. I just wanted to bring him in here somewhere. Like if you had to make a top 10 uh, Packers quarterback of all time, he's definitely on the list, even though he never played because he always threw the ball to us. But my real number six, probably going to be controversial, he, uh, very high draft pick, Ohio State legend, A.J. Hawk. There we go. There we go. I, I, I agree with that. A.J. Hawk was definitely, uh, Clay Matthews came in and he just tied did everything A.J. Hawk did better. But I kind of, I don't know. A.J. Hawk was definitely, he sort of has the the vibe uh, of like, uh, I kind of think Martinez it's kind of uh, like AJ Hawk. So if you have AJ Hawk at number at number six, right? I, maybe in a few years you can maybe put Martinez in there after his career sort of ended. I I kind of see them following a similar path. I think Martinez is probably a little bit better, but both both great guys, right? I think AJ Hawk kind of deserves to be there, definitely for like what he did as long as he did it. Well, it's funny how you bring the Martinez comp in because I do think they are similar players, but AJ Hawk actually played for the Packers for probably 10 years, if not very close to that. Uh, Martinez is already out, so uh, we don't know how Martinez's career is going to finish elsewhere, but hopefully he has a good career. The only thing I'll say about A.J. Hawk is he made his money early in his career because of being a high draft pick, and he never lived up to being like a fifth overall draft pick never really played for how much he was getting paid like i was saying earlier about clay matthews like your opinion of your your favorite athletes or athletes on your favorite team for that matter is shaped by how much money they make oddly but then towards his end of his he was very he had longevity so he was our middle linebacker for a very long time he led 
he was a horrid, horrible coverage linebacker. Like, if he was covering a guy, that guy was going to be open. But everything else was fantastic. And I wonder, because he always had that long, flowing blonde hair, I wonder if once Clay Matthews came to Green Bay and became the guy, if you remember, A.J. Hawk cut his hair. So I wonder, once Clay Matthews became the guy, if he like told A.J. Hawk to cut his hair because he wanted to be the only guy with long hair. Yeah, I don't think that yeah, we're definitely. Ever, I don't think we're ever. Adam, add early, add early AJ Hawk to honorable head and shoulders. Absolutely, that young, that young AJ. All right, I'm gonna move to my number five pick. Oh, one, I have one thing about my age. My favorite AJ Hawk memory isn't even a football play. He flipped the ref off one time, and the camera caught it on the broadcast. Hilarious. That's probably my favorite <laughs> AJ Hawk moment. That's great, and the AJ Hawk podcast. Which I don't listen to. Do you listen to it? Uh, sometimes I mainly listen to Pat McAfee, and uh, he has a show with AJ Hawk. Like, one, I think it's like one o'clock every day. That's that's a good show. It's called McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk. AJ used to tackle quarterbacks, and he's a rust belt kind of guy. That's the punter of the decade for the twenty ten, kicking pass missiles to the sky. It's McAfee and Hawk. It's McAfee and Hawks Sports Talk. It's McAfee and Hawks Sports Talk. Hmm. Interesting. All right. I'm going to go ahead and hit, hit you with my number five pick, right? I'm looking prime, and it is prime, right? Healthy. Top three safety in the league. Maybe top two safety in the league. On the path for first ballot hall of fame most definitely he's probably when he played he was the best safety in the league i'm calling him out nick collins wallace picked off nick collins nick collins on the return inside the 10 leaps for the touchdown one of those guys injury cut the career short so many so many what ifs right sort of he is he is the Penny Hardaway of the NFL. Yeah, I don't. What do you think? <laughs> it's a good, you don't like it? It's a very good comp. I just I think he was better. If you're looking at Penny Hardaway in the NBA, I think in the NFL, Nick Collins was better than Penny Hardaway was in the NBA. One of the best what ifs, right? And like, they stay healthy. They stay healthy. What if, right? And it was horrible too. It was a neck injury. Like, and when it happened, you didn't think that. I, mean, I remember watching that game. It was like the second game of the season against the Panthers, and a guy tried to hurdle over him and like jammed his neck, and that was it. Like when you're watching it, you didn't think that was going to be it for Nick Collins, but apparently it was. Mm-hmm. All right, who's number your who's your number five? So we kind of already talked about him. Kind of disappointed they keep on giving other people his number. Eight zero, Donald Driver. Ooh, there we go. There we go. You got a little higher. I have him at ten. You had him at number five. So uh, tell me the reason. Why is he? Why is he at the smack dab in the middle on your list? It was it was his rags to riches story. If I want to be cliche about it, so he was homeless growing up in Texas. Didn't go to a a, a football school for college. Like. Alcorn State, where is that? What is their mascot? I don't even know. He gets drafted in the seventh round, I want to say. No one knows who he is. He's just on the roster. And then all of a sudden, 
injuries in front of him on the depth chart, put him in the spotlight, and he's like this amazing guy that can catch passes and you can't tackle him. One of Brett Favre's favorite targets of all time. And then Favre retires and he catches passes from Aaron Rodgers. Aside from Jerry Rice, I don't think there's ever a receiver that like caught passes for a legend, the legend retires, and then caught catches passes for another legend. Uh, That's actually true. And to be able to catch those bullets too, right? So consistently. So hard to catch a far pass, but he did it time and time and again. Yeah, like I said, he, he's probably one of the best players on my whole list altogether. Um, but I just I had so many other picks I want. It was hard. It was hard. It was hard to play some. But I, I would agree. I'm not mad with him being at number five. Something people don't know. So fast forward to 2020, like the whole league and like college and NFL, probably doing it in high school too. The whole RPO, the run pass option, where you call run play. But there's something on the back end that if the quarterback likes it, he can toss the ball to the receiver. Do you know where that started? Packers were doing that with Brett Favre and Donald Driver 15 years ago. Dang. Innovation. That that was a is that like a Mike Sherman? Is that a Mike Sherman idea? It's a it's a Brett Favre idea, actually. They uh the way it Brett Favre tells it is But so I started in practice. I said, Coach, Mike Sherman, I you know, it had to work. So I wasn't going to say, Mike, I'm going to do this in the game. I said uh, to myself, I'm going to do it and show him that it works before I ask. Because if you ask permission, all these old old coaches, they're like, oh, we're going to do it the way it's supposed to be done. And I knew that. I'd, so He's... in practice, I would tell our guys, if you're opposite the run, you run a one step. And Donald Driver was impossible to tackle. Sure enough, they started doing it in games. And Driver, Driver scored like 60-yard touchdowns off of those plays. It's amazing. All right. I think I'm going to move to my number four pick here. So at number four, I have the party animal, the hardest partier to ever hit Green Bay. Was his number also number four? Just let me get there, right? This dude would dry up Milwaukee, right? Mm -hmm. They had to put the Paps Blue Ribbon Factory out of commission because this man would smash him before every game. Right. He is to this day the single hottest Wrangler jeans model I have ever seen. At number four, I have Brett Favre. Third down and two. Guard to throw. Brett Favre. He's uh he's actually higher on my list. Do you only have him at number four just for the symmetry that he wore number four? Is that what you're going for? Yes, <laughs> but I think you're you're going to enjoy who I have above him, right? So you're probably thinking, who's not currently playing? What three players not currently playing can be high, higher than Brett Favre? I mean, you got to keep listening. You got to keep listening, okay? But all right, we'll, we'll, we'll shift over. We'll, we'll talk more about Brett Favre because he's got to be on your list. Right. Uh, let me know who's your number four. Uh, the fastest white guy of all time, Jordy Nelson. We kind of already talked about him. I talked about my favorite play. I'm going to talk about it again. He goes deep. He beats the cornerback. Aaron Rodgers drops it in before the free safety gets there. Jordy Nelson makes the free safety miss, and he just runs unimpeded to the end zone for another 50 yards. It was beautiful. He was a perfect fit for Rodgers. Whenever they, whenever they, the play broke down where the whole Rodgers scramble drill, James Jones, honorable mention, not on my list, but probably an honorable mention, was really good at this too, where... All right, whatever play we call, just out the window now, Rodgers is rolling right. 
you run whatever route you want to if you're open i'll you throw it to you and yeah nelson and jones were really good at that um another thing you call him mr tiptoe greatest sideline catcher i've ever like odell beckham jr is good like he's great he makes great catches but on a consistent basis doing it every game Rodgers will throw the ball five yards out of bounds and somehow Jordy Nelson's catching it. How do you defend that, right? You can't you can't defend that consistency. Um I could, All right. this whole podcast we could talk about Jordy Nelson. I I dream that he comes out of retirement and signs with the Packers because he's still better than all but one receiver we have on the roster right now. The disrespect. The disrespect to the roster. But I agree. All right. Maybe they should have drafted a receiver this year. I don't know. Maybe. You're number right. three. Oh, my God. Right. Have you ever seen someone pay so much respect to their offensive line? Right. After every touchdown, after every gain of yard, just thanked their lineman. Right. Uh, and to this day is actually a doctor. So after his short stint in the NFL, he went on to go to medical school and become a doctor. Uh, and you may have called it already. Oh my God! I have it number three, Sam the one and only Gatto. Sam Congato. What a short stint! But one of the most exciting rags to riches from you know being from the practice squad through injuries, called up and having through maybe like a five game, one of the most five like exciting five games of being a Packers fan I've ever seen. Uh, I think the amount of Gato jerseys that they sold in a five week increment. Uh, I don't, it has to be insane, right? You still see the jerseys pop up once in a while, and you're like, I, man, I wish I got one back in the day. Uh, they're going, you know, find them on eBay. They're insane. Sam Congato, one of the most entertaining players to ever watch. I know he, you know, I, I think he left the Packers and he went to the Giants or something for a year and kind of left the, left the league, but it was exciting. I, I really enjoy watching those, like, kind of guys that pop up. Um I know. And try to do something amazing for a short term. Nice guy, Sam Congato. Who think, do you have at number three? Well, I want to talk about Sam Congato for a little bit longer. Got to pay him respect. He's a nice guy. Uh, I completely overlooked him. Didn't even think about putting him on my list. Completely forgot about him until right now. So I kind of want to take a trip down memory lane. I remember, okay, okay. I remember that year the Packers were not good. So we won like 4-12. and 12. We thought it was Brett Favre's last season. It was actually, oddly enough, Aaron Rodgers' rookie season. Um, so we just figured Brett Favre's gone. But he, obviously, we all know what happened after that. But he was like the highlight of that season. Like, he was the one thing to root for that was, like, going good that year. And I remember that was the Reggie Bush draft. Like, Reggie Bush was supposed to be the number one overall pick, and we were, like, close to having the number one pick. And Amon Green was injured that year. And I was like, we don't need Reggie Bush. We got Amon Green and Sam Congato. <laughs> We're set, dude. We are set for a long time. My number three probably should have done some research and found the exact quote. But if the president don't want to come watch us, we'll go see him. Mr. Charles Woodson. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely have him as an honorable mention. And uh, definitely aligns. I have a quote from him that's going to align with my number two pick. So uh, no spoilers yet. But yeah, I absolutely love Charles Woodson. I actually don't have him on my on my list because I, I kind of see him. I, he's definitely spent. He won a Super Bowl with the Packers. I think that's last five than the Packers. But I think uh, 
objectively, he probably enjoys being a Raider more. Definitely has that Raiders mentality. Uh, Retired a Raider, so that's why I kind of did it. Yeah, it got weird towards the end there for his career because I remember thinking, because at that time he was like eight years a Raider, eight years a Packer, and I'm like, he just got to play one more season, then he's considered a Packer. And then for whatever reason, they didn't bring him back, and the the Raiders – uh, signed him in free agency, so he went and played a couple years for the Raiders. So he definitely is a Raider, but his time with the Packers is still an unbelievable time. The whole one team, one goal speech was awesome. Hey, what y'all think about one thing? One. For two, for two weeks, we got to win one mind, let's be one heartbeat. One purpose, one goal, one more game. One. Let's get it. Hey, check this. The president don't want to come watch us to the Super Bowl. Yeah! 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 We'll go see him. It was a great locker room moment after they won the NFC Championship against the Bears. I mean, he was another one of those guys that we don't really have on the roster today, that if they intercepted the ball, they were taking it to the end zone. I I think he is definitely another one of those guys, along with Sam Shields, that definitely felt like he had a lot more pick sixes or interceptions for very large chains that took away the game and won the game for the Packers a lot more than we realized or that we maybe remember. But it definitely felt like Charles Woodson was getting as many pick sixes as possible. Just really fun to watch. All right, who got it? Number two. I'm gonna read you a quote from Charles Woodson. Right, I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you put in the name. Right. Here's what Woodson had to say. Heard some talk out of the Bears. Packers secondary not working coverage. Bigger receivers. We heard about it. We understand that Blank is excited about his new weapons, but it's same old Blank. We don't need luck. Blank will throw us the ball. Jay Cutler. We heard some talk out of the Bears this week that the Packers secondary wasn't going to be able to work the coverages it wanted or get the interceptions it usually got because they had gotten these bigger receivers. What do you think after playing this game? We heard about it. We we understand that, that Jay is excited about, you know, his new weapons, but it's the same old Jay. You know, we don't we don't need luck. We just need to be in position. Jay will throw us the ball. Do you feel it's that way? Do you feel that he's consistent in throwing those INTs? Oh, I mean, the, the proof is in, in the pudding. I mean, you've seen the way the game went tonight. Um, he'll throw the ball. He'll throw the ball to the defense. Yeah, have him at number two. All right, here's the thing, right? Jay Cutler, in his career as a Bears, threw 23 interceptions to the Packers. I mean, you look at his stats. You look at the pick sixes. I think he threw more touchdowns to the Packers and <laughs> gave Packers points. Uh, he, I think he's ranked number three in the last 20, 20 30 years, right? Uh I mean, when you're behind Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, I think being number three, you deserve to be on the list. Would you agree? I mean, with that logic, um, I can't say no. Yeah, smoking Jay Cutler. I mean, the the pretty boy on the sideline smoking cigarettes. Just a just a bad boy, right? I I like a bad boy on the field, right? I, I you know, it, it's great. It's great to see that in the NFC North. You know, we don't have that Raiders mentality. People don't understand like. It's very weird when I tell them that like, Jay Cutler is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, and it's not because he threw the Packers. It's very rare for like a fan of a team 
to say a quarterback of another team of a division rival is one of their favorite quarterbacks of all time. I don't. I think Jay Cutler is the exception to the rule, and it's not even because he threw a ton of interceptions to my team and gave us some wins. It's because he did not give a fuck. When uh, what year was his last year playing for the Broncos? Ooh, you're going back. I have, I don't know Wikipedia that. Let me, let me. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. He was traded in 2009, so I'm expecting this was probably Madden 08, right? Uh, I remember playing Madden 08, where you, you know, it was a uh, trade a character mode, right? So you trade a character. I made a running back. Uh, from college, whatever, and you get drafted. I got drafted by the Denver Broncos. Fantastic. I mean, quality team, quality organization. I'm excited for Nate, the running back, to really make it in the NFL. Here is where my my hatred of Jay Cutler started. Because while I'm playing Madden 08, they would just constantly, constantly run uh, pass and play after pass and play and not run in, run in place, right? So I'm sitting there... Uh, playing Madden 08, but spending most of my time doing uh, cop blocks and and pr- providing pr- 2B protection, right? That's how my career in Madden 08 <laughs> went because of Jay Cutler. God protect him. Smoking Jay Cutler. We have to make sure we're the Denver Broncos and we throw the ball because we don't we don't believe in running plays. So, yeah, I definitely hate Jay Cutler for a while, but uh, as, as, as soon as he left Denver, came to Chicago, Learn to love him. Learn to love him a lot. There's just something about your quarterback, just like win or lose, does not care. Like, if he was my quarterback, I'd hate him, but he wasn't, so I love him. This is probably why I love Jamie's Winston so much. Did you mispronounce Jameis Winston's name on purpose, or do you actually think it's pronounced Jamie's? Uh, you mean Jamaz? <laughs> it is. All right. It's going off the rails. All right. All right I think, yeah, you're number two. My number two, it, it's like a first love. It's like this is when I became a Packers fan. Obviously, as a Packer fan all my life, but like when you get to an age where you actually get to, you actually pay attention to the games and actually know what's going on. Uh, I didn't appreciate it enough because I didn't realize how great it was, but Amon Green. Yo, yeah, absolutely. I had Amon Green as an honorable mention. Definitely probably the best running back we'll ever see uh, on the Packers for a very long time. Amon Green was definitely like one of the best of the best when he played. Uh, definitely, I I definitely underappreciated him. And one of those first loves, and I think that was that first love pick is what I left at number one. Um, so I'm excited to share who that is. I do not have an Amon Green at number one, but I think if you have Amon Green at number two, my number one kind of works with your number one. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that. But yeah, Amon Green, just amazing. I don't think we're going to ever see a running back as great as, as him for a long time. Do you understand? So he was like 100 yards shy of the franchise Russian record and left in free agency. So he wasn't going to get the record. Went to the Texans. Highway robbery took millions of dollars from them and didn't produce anything for them. You don't understand how excited I was to have a washed up Amon Green come back to the Packers for a second stint after injuries to our running backs. It was like the greatest 
It was the year before we won the Super Bowl, so unfortunately, Amon Green didn't get a ring. But he finally got the franchise record. And another thing I'll say about Amon Green, in the seventh grade, I actually got into an argument and a fight on the playground at school because a kid said LaDainian Tomlinson was better than Amon Green. Side note, that kid was right, but that's how much I loved <laughs> um, that's how much I loved Amon Green. I was gonna throw punches to defend his honor. Yeah, absolutely. I think he deserves he deserves to be at number two. Absolutely. All right, who's your number one? Okay. I got I got a first love, right? So uh definitely real early. I, you know, kind of as a very small child, I didn't really watch games or really understand them, but Definitely remember spending a lot of time watching old old clips, old plays. Really starting to appreciate him over the years. I feel like he did a lot more underappreciated. Maybe he's your honorable mention. I think, because you haven't said his name yet, who your number one might be. Caught a lot of passes, broke a lot of fingers. At number one, I have a Tonio Freeman. Yeah, he's an honorable mention for me. Like that's this is the problem when you create lists of like top five or top tens. You gotta leave someone off. But yeah, it was I wasn't going to leave Donald Driver off my list, so if I had to leave Donald Driver off the list, I feel like Antonio Freeman would come in and replace him. Yeah, definitely one of like the most exciting. And not, yeah, I mean, I feel like he, he definitely has a respectable career, and just being able to catch pass after pass from, from you know, Brett Favre. I think one of my, my favorite little tales is that he can't wear a Super Bowl ring because his fingers are so broken from the passes that he caught Brett Favre. He just has to, like, let his Super Bowl ring sit on the counter. I think Antonio Freeman was like the first player besides Brett Favre that I really loved watching growing up. I know my favorite Antonio Freeman memory, I didn't even get to watch as it happened because I fell asleep. But the, he did what? Favre lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. Or did he, he make the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they going to roll? it? he caught it? Touchdown! <laughs> He did what? Yeah. You know, as a child, it's really hard to stay up for a game that goes up past 10 o'clock. So I freaking fell asleep and I woke up the next morning and my mom and stepdad were just like, unbelievable game you missed last night. And I was like, what happened? The greatest catch you'll ever see. <laughs> That's basically how it went. It was like, so I had to like, and this was like back, I mean, Internet's around, but this isn't a time where you just go on the internet and find clips. Like this is the dial-up internet ages. So I like this is before school starts. So like I'm watching the local news channel, like hoping they'll go over the game, and they did. And I saw the play, and I'm just like, how in the heck did he catch that? I think I think you need to add a little bit more to that, right? What when did that happen, and why did it happen, right? This was against the Vikings in overtime, right? Like it was just, it was everything about it. It was Monday Night Football, 2000, year 2000, right? In overtime, fumbles, like just, you know, falls on his back, catches the ball, gets up, runs it for a touchdown. But it's not even Packers that. Win the game. It's, it's a horrible pass by Favre, like horrible pass. The, the Vikings defensive back, who's a defensive back for obvious reasons, went right through his hands. He thought he had a pick. It went right through his hands, and he's, like, staring at his... He's doing the whole thing that defensive backs do when they drop an interception. He's, like, looking at his hands, like, oh, why, man, I almost had that. And he's, like, jumping up and down in frustration. Meanwhile, Antonio Freeman somehow is on the ground with the ball in his hands, gets up and runs it in for a touchdown game over. Like, come on. He did what? All right. Before 
you go into your number one. I have one last honorable mention that I wanna I wanna name. Go for it. All right, we're looking at a we had a we had a, a split right. We had a time where we no longer had Antonio Freeman, right? And this is before Greg Jennings, really the Greg Jennings, Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, Jordy Nelson, right? So I'm looking at about the year 2004. We were, we kind of missed, we were missing a wide receiver and we needed a shine and light that I would argue is probably one of the strongest wide receiver seasons stat wise that we've ever seen. Who is it? Where do you go? Honorable mention, Javon Walker. Yeah, another one of those guys, injury, it didn't cut his career. Like, it, he still played after he blew out his knee, but obviously, as explosive of a player as he is, you blow out your knee, you're not going to be the same. Probably one of the most like exciting players, and I think it's kind of similar to the Sam Congato, was uh, we were not very good that year, and he was the only good thing that we had going for us, and then went to Denver, right? So he, he went to get some money and left got injured went you know went to denver and nothing really happened but uh that 2004 season i just wanted to grab some stats played 16 games caught 89 passes for uh 1382 yards and he had 12 tds pretty crazy and he never had a season kind of similar to that he definitely had a a 1000 yard season in denver in 2006 but i think that was sort of like his last thing before uh there was some stuff that happened outside the field that kind of affected him uh, but yeah, honorable mention. I think can lead into your number one. I think we can probably take a guess. I mean, how can Brett Favre not be number one? He can be number four. He could be if you want to like do a whole symmetry thing with the whole number four. But that's the only reason he needs to be number one. Imagine putting Sam Congato higher on a list than Brett Favre. <laughs> you did it. Oh, okay. All right, tell me, tell me why is Brett Favre number one? Broke every record imaginable a quarterback could have until Peyton Manning and Tom Brady came along and took it all. Andrew Brees, like, you gotta understand, those guys exist because of Brett Favre. Along with Kenny. Play clock running low. Favre tried to check it off. Looking at the slant. He's got it. There it is. The record. Greg Jennings. And Brett Favre is the all-time touchdown pass leader. Teams weren't throwing the ball 40 times a game like they do now. Yeah, really, the, the, the truly, like, their original gunslinger and probably still owns the title to this day. I mean, also, the only record that'll probably... Well, he's got two records that'll probably never, ever, ever, ever get broken. The consecutive starts by a quarterback record and interceptions. No and what are those numbers? Yeah, what are those numbers? You got them? I don't have them ready, man. This isn't this isn't like a professional operation. I thought don't we have Dave, the guy that sits behind you that just crunches the numbers for you and then feeds them to you in your in your headset that doesn't exist. Yeah, he was out drinking late last night and he's still sleeping. Okay, okay. But efforting uh, efforting, efforting. So he had 336 career interceptions. Yeah. He is the only quarterback to ever top 280. <laughs> he had 508 touchdown passes, by the way, worth mentioning. But yeah, that 336 is never getting broke. For comparison, Aaron Rodgers is now the same age 
Brett Favre was when he played his last season for the Packers, I believe, maybe. But anyways. Yeah, it's got to be close, right? But anyways, Rodgers, no, nowhere close to 100 interceptions in his career. Yeah, definitely not the same quarterback, right? And uh, Brett Favre had 297 consecutive starts in his 16 years for the Packers. Crazy. So how many interceptions did Brett Favre have? I was looking at it, but I went away from the screen. Interceptions? Yeah. Or consecutive starts. Interceptions are 336. He almost threw as he he threw more interceptions than he had consecutive starts. <laughs> so he had 508 touchdowns, but threw a hell of a lot of interceptions. I remember, I don't remember if it was Peter King or someone else, but some like Football writers said he wasn't voting for Brett Favre to go in the Hall of Fame because of the interceptions. Despicable. But, but that's what made Brett Favre Brett Favre. As frustrating as it was to watch your quarterback throw an interception at the end of the game to lose, but he was throwing that ball because we were down and we and that was that was being thrown to win the game. It just so happened it was intercepted and we lost the game. But imagine how many games he won throwing that same ball. Exactly. It's it's the memory that we've talked about a couple of times throughout this podcast is uh, maybe you remember the bad times more than the good times. You remember the good times more than the bad times. But uh, yeah, just absolutely. The Jay Cutler must have modeled his whole persona after Brett Favre. Just absolutely just slinging, being a gunslinger, not caring. Uh, you know, you win some, you lose some. Hopefully it averages out. Uh, and for Brett Favre's case, it definitely averaged out for him in a more positive light. It was exciting, and it was unfortunate that we hated him for like four years. <laughs> After he left to play for the Jets and then went to the Vikings, oh, and then arguably had one of his best seasons ever playing for the Vikings. Man, that was tough, man. I was so excited that he like did not make the Super Bowl that year. Uh, and that's another funny story that uh, I'm going to – completely botched this it's only going off of memory but this is like bill simmons first interaction with rogers i think they're like in colorado they're like in some state that you would like why is aaron Rodgers and bill simmons at this bar in this place but anyways the vikings are playing the saints in the nfc championship game and for whatever reason somehow some way aaron Rodgers and bill simmons are in the same bar with a bunch of other packers too so it's it was probably just like a weekend getaway where like they were just hanging out, and Bill Simmons happened to be there. And these these Packers players and Aaron Rodgers are sitting at the bar, actively rooting against Favre, celebrating every time the Saints did something good because they fucking hated Favre. <laughs> and the way, hmm. the way I, I remember Bill Simmons telling it, he was like, yeah, this Aaron Rodgers guy is going to be pretty good. Kind of feels like you're, you're, ready, you're ready to retell this story here in a couple of years. But replace each name with uh, Jordan Love, right? I'm not ready for that. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is my guy. He would be number one through ten if uh, if we did this list with current Packers on it. Yeah, my I I kind of told you number one was originally going to be Aaron Rodgers, and then you said no, 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 no. It's too easy. We gotta we gotta make sure they're not currently playing or current Packers, right? So so definitely would have been a more boring list, right? I, I like I appreciate that that challenge, that rule that we put upon ourselves with these lists made us, made us think a little bit more outside of the box. So real quick, before we get to some more honorable mentions, um, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be the same guy, but I'm curious of what your answer would be. 
favorite Packer on the roster now that's not Aaron Rodgers? Favorite Packer that's not Aaron Rodgers. Do you want me to say <laughs> mine now or? Yeah, go ahead. What is yours? The franchise, all-time franchise leading scorer, Mason Crosby. Yeah, the, the Silver Fox. Yeah, I had him at number nine on my list originally, and you said, no, 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 take him off, take him off. I did not yeah, say I, had I, I did not say <laughs> You said, <laughs> you're like, get him out of here. It doesn't do, yeah, no, absolutely, the Silver Fox. Um, as I'm getting older and my hair is turning and turning silver and gray, I'm starting to see more of my hair turn colors. Uh, I, I am... I'm embracing it, right? Uh, Mason Crosby has has saved my manhood and my pride for years to come. I'm j- I'm gonna be a silver fox, and I have him to thank for it. So, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but like, he's like all time leading, like in the whole entire league. So the NFL has been around for a hundred years. All time leading scorers, he's like twenty third, I think, somewhere around there. So like, he's up there. And if he plays for, like, five more years, he might be in the top ten. Like, just to imagine, like, beginning to end having a guy on your team like that. Obviously, he's a kicker, but, like, to just have one guy on your team for, like, 20 years, there's something to be said about that that I don't think, especially the way modern sports goes now, I don't think we're going to see that anymore. You know what? I'm going to give you so... At least what I'm looking at right now, he's had 1,469 career points. That makes him the all-time franchise scoring list. Uh, who I think there's someone else that we might be forgetting about. That uh, was weird, right? I, I think this guy deserves to be on an honorable mention. I, another kicker with over a thousand franchise points. Yeah, but he went to Ryan the Ryan Longwell. He yeah, yeah. to go to the Vikings. Like he was like like Brett Favre. He's like, I want to go to the Vikings so I can beat the Packers twice a year. Ooh. And he like played a lot of years with the Vikings. It wasn't like Favre's too. Like he played a lot of years with the. <laughs> he did too. He did too much damage. But I remember like so Aaron or uh, sorry Mason Crosby just signed a contract this offseason to resign with the team. But I remember his la- the last time he was like a free agent and they re-signed him, Ryan Longwell tweeted out, like, oh, congratulations, couldn't be happier for a guy staying in Green Bay. And I'm like, what the fuck? What- <laughs> are you like, are you like congratulating Mason? Ryan Longwell congratulated Mason Crosby on not being Ryan Longwell. Hey. He he's he's in the alternative reality, man. He's you know, write your own history, right? He's fixing it. I'm happy. I'm happy to support our silver foxes out there. So my honorable mentions are kind of just one category. It's like a meme pick, as you would tell it. But my honorable mention, I actually wrote down on the piece of paper, honorable mention, any backup quarterback that for Favre that went on to have success. And you look at that list, and it is amazing. You're talking yeah. about Matt Hasselbeck, Mark Brunel, Aaron Brooks, Kurt Warner. Super Bowl. Super Bowl champion. Although that one has an asterisk next to it because Kurt Warner never made the, like, the, he was in training camp, didn't make the roster, so technically he wasn't a far backup, but there are, like, pictures and video of Warner in a Packers uniform, so I'm putting that in there. 
Yeah, I know it definitely feels like if you want a payday, you got to be a Packers backup quarterback. I know it doesn't necessarily work out uh, as Seneca Wallace, but I mean, Matt Flynn got paid. You know, he's got to appreciate being a Packers backup, right? Those dudes get paid. That's like the best job in the NFL. Backup quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Except the more recent ones have just not been good at all. Yeah, unfortunate. How about the fact that there's only been two players in the hit? So once again, NFL has been around for 100 years. There's only been two quarterbacks that have started a game in the NFL in the whole entire history of the NFL with the first name Brett, and they both play for Packers. One of them, best quarterback ever. The other one, worst quarterback ever. How about that? <laughs> I would agree. That's a good. And if you, I know, I thought, I thought the other, I thought the other one was name is Brent. It was Brett this whole time. Yeah, B R E T T. Wow. Oh wow. And I also thought his last name was Huntley for the longest time. It's actually Hunley. It's not Hangley. I thought his name was Brent Hangley. Wow. Okay. No wonder I was trying to put him on my list. I just I kept searching Brent Hangley, and he wasn't showing. I no Google searches. Should figure it out. They, you know how like teams retire numbers for like the all time greats of their franchise. I wouldn't say retire the number, but they should just never issue number seven for a while because I have like similar like might be cursed yeah like it's don't give that number to a quarterback just don't give it to a quarterback on any future how do you it it really takes someone special to make seven somehow an unlucky number and brett hundley was that guy wow what a great way to end the podcast just crap it on brett hundley (laughs) oh you got any more honorable mentions before we get going no, I think I think we've wrapped it up for my honorable mentions. All right, this has been a, a good talk. Normally, this podcast was meant to have people come on and talk about what they want to talk about, uh, but I threw this out there. Uh, I wanted you to come on, and I wanted to talk Packers, so I'll have you on again sometime in the future, and we can talk, talk about uh, what you want to talk about, all right? All right, and there you have it. Brett Hundley, the worst quarterback ever to put on a Packers uniform. Obviously, we joke he's not the worst. But that about does it, guys. Hopefully, you subscribe. Be sure not to miss any more upcoming episodes. Until next time, see you later.